Welcome to What's Up in Jeju, where I visit places around the island and talk about what's happening with Hashtag Daily K's host, Peter Bint. Where are you going to be taking us today? It's not actually, strictly speaking, Jeju-do Island, right? It is not strictly speaking Jeju-do Island because for today's show, I went traveling off of Jeju to another part of Jeju because I have to stay <laughs> in Jeju. I visited <laughs> Marado Island. Oh, so this is like independently off the coast of Jeju. Yes, it is an island, islet, off the coast of the main Jeju island. I actually scheduled this trip back in December, but we had that huge snow, uh-huh. snowstorm back then. Um, I don't think you were here. I think you were in the uh-huh. UK back at that time. And then okay. the date kept getting pushed back because of bad weather, but I finally did it. I finally made it out there. And today I'm going to tell you guys Yay. all about it. Yeah, it's going to be great. <laughs> So just looking at the picture, it seems like it's not a big island yeah. and it's mostly nature rather than anything urban. Yes. The size of Marado is only about 100,000 pyong. That's about 81 acres. So it's not it's not big. Okay. If we're talking like lengthwise, the it's half a kilometer east to west and then 1.3 kilometers mm-hmm. north to south. So it's quite small. Okay, so you could probably trek around it quite comfortably. Yes, yes. Its claim to fame is actually for being the southernmost point of South Korea. It's located about 11 kilometers off the southern coast of the main Jeju Island. And it's actually a designated natural monument, so it's protected by the government for its natural and cultural significance. I had the opportunity to interview the chairman of the Marado Cooperative. Her name is Mrs. Kim Eun-young. Mm-hmm. She's originally from the main like main, uh, main Jeju Island, but she married a man from Marado uh-huh. and then she moved there about 20 years ago and she gives tours of the island and uh- and things of that nature. Oh, nice. Are there people like living on Marado mm-hmm. then? There can't be too many. Yeah, yeah, it is inhabited by people. There aren't, the population is quite small. It's only about 50 people currently who reside on the island and the number is slowly uh, decreasing, unfortunately. Many of Aww. them are descendants of the original people who inhabited it, but there are uh, some people who decide to just live there, like make it their forever home. Yeah, if you want a quieter way of life, I'm sure that mm-hmm. would be pretty uh, a pretty good choice. So we've got interviews as usual. Yes, I have my first. Oh, here we go. We're playing it now. <laughs> Oh, what an interesting kind of yeah. like, uh, origin story. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, so mm-hmm. th- this isn't been uh, inhabited like for centuries and centuries. No. Yeah, it's actually quite recent that people started living on there. Mrs. Kim, what she was doing was telling me the story of how the first inhabitants came to the island um, in 1883. 
that's when the when when the first group of people went over to Marado to live on it. It was a group of farmers and fishermen, and this was actually quite a big deal because Marado was traditionally thought of as very harsh and mysterious and unapproachable, not to mention quite far. So I'm not sure mm. why what the reasoning here was. Um, I'm thinking maybe life was really hard for them and they were in dire straits. I don't mm. know. We can only guess. But one thing was yeah. for sure. They wanted to live on it. Um, but uh, so the one thing that Marado was well known for was being a rich source of seafood and wood. Like a forested place. Yes, it was full of forest. If you're thinking like Kochawar, that's the kind of like what mm. it would have looked like back then. But you can't farm uh-huh. on Kochawar land. You can't farm on, you know, mm. a, an island full of trees. So what they did, what this group of people did was they burned it. They completely burned the the island. This is not an unusual thing. It was actually quite common in agricultural practices during the time. But it's said that this wow. particular fire completely consumed the island. And it's said that it burned for 100 days. And that's why <clears throat> Marado Islanders say that this is the reason why there are no snakes or frogs on the island. Because they all escaped during the fire. Escaped or burnt to death painfully, <laughs> I wonder, right? How on earth can snakes... I can I get the frogs maybe can swim, but I'm not sure about salt water. But yeah, that's an interesting story. It must have, like, yeah, at the time, maybe devastated the wildlife, but set mm-hmm. things up for it to be more habitable. Yes, exactly. And I actually, I thought so too, right? When she told me the story, I was like, yeah, they probably just all died. But I looked it up. <laughs> I did look it up. Um, and it's true. Okay. Snakes can swim, and saltwater snakes can swim <gasps> in the ocean. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, so they were fine. Happy ending. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, when you showed the picture of the aerial view, mm-hmm. it didn't look like there were hardly any trees. So yeah. is it completely like just grasslands there? It was for the longest time, but the villagers there, they kind of... They wanted some trees, you know, like who doesn't? Trees are beautiful Mm. and they're, you know, they're beneficial to nature. So what they did was they planted their own. They got some pine trees. And so there's like a small forest of pine trees there now. Um, And then there are some roads that are lined with pine trees, too. So now there are there are trees. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, No snakes and frogs still, though. Okay, we'll get to more about Marado and tourism maybe a bit later. And I'll I'll throw some questions at you. But in part two, we're going to look at how you can get there. Yes. Right. I have a I I, I have a new image. (laughs) I do have an image (laughs) of the Marado fairy. It's not of (laughs) doo-doo. Don't worry. Yeah, here we go. Uh, it looks very lovely. Yeah. So the first thing to know is you can only get there by ferry. But wind is a finicky thing here in Jeju, as we all know. And so when the winds are strong or if the weather isn't right, all boats to Marado will be canceled. I don't know how many times I was canceled by the weather. I tried to do it so many times. But granted, <gasps> it was winter. Really? Mm-hmm. But I realized okay. that the weather in that area can change at a moment's notice. I was finally able to mm. make it out. Uh, It was actually this week, actually. It was like really last minute. But even on the day that I went, the ferry that was to depart, like scheduled to depart right before mine, it got canceled because of the wind. So, yeah, I almost didn't make it out either. But thankfully, the winds died down. Um, like just abruptly and it was all good so that ferry it, i mean how long are we talking like on the ferry 11 kilometers i can't quite work out how long it takes yeah it's a it's a 30 minute ride so it's not too bad okay 
Yeah. All right, not bad. Yeah, not bad at all. It's best to reserve your tickets online, especially if you're going during peak season because uh, tickets go pretty quickly. Not so much during the winter. It's pretty empty when it's cold. But you can pay online Mm. or just make make reservations online and then pay in person, your choice. When you're picking up your tickets at the port, though, and this is the same for any ferry ride off of Jeju Island, you must provide a picture ID. If you're a foreigner, um, a.k.a. expat living in Korea, you can show your Mm. ARC or driver's license but if you're an overseas traveler uh, you must provide your passport that's the thing ah okie dokie and then what do you just take the same ferry back or are there multiple ferries and you just get on any of them you're not allowed to get on any old ferry your time there is limited and it's set so around when you're purchasing a a ticket it's a round trip ticket and the departure times are Mm. set each trip is a maximum Uh. of two hours minimum i think it's an hour and a half uh that's probably one of the downsides to going to Marado because yeah. it's it's set, it's definitive, it's set in stone. You don't have a lot of freedom. Um, as for cost, prices vary by age and other factors, but a single round-trip adult fare is 18,000 won, roughly about $15 USD. Um, yeah, so oh, if you're interested in going. Wow. Yeah, but so you're not going to go there and like stay the night or anything like that. It's bish, bash, bosh, and you're back off. Mm-hmm. If you want to, though, you can. You can stay the night. Okay. All right, and then you like arrange a different ticket or something like that. I did see in the background to her video there was a helipad, but I'm assuming that's like for emergency. I think so. Or maybe super yeah. VIPs or something like mm-hmm. that. Uh, so once you're there and you've only got an hour and a half or two hours, what what do you see? So there there are uh, several walking paths around the island. The main one is the coastal walking path. I have an image of that just so you can uh-huh. get an idea of what that looks oh, like. Oh, it looks cute. Yeah. To circle the entire island, it takes about 90 minutes. Uh, you can see most of the main attractions by going around that way. Uh, but I do want to talk about some of the things in detail. So if you're looking at the map, you'll notice that there are two ports on Marado, right? There's... Um, I don't know if you can see, Peter, but there are boats on like the left side, top, left side, bottom. Oh, yes. Okay, so you can arrive at either of those. Either of those, depending on how the wind is blowing. On the day that I went, Uh I arrived on the top left corner of the island. Um, So that's where my guide met me. She took me around the island clockwise, Mm. so down south and then around. And the first place she took me to, she told me, is considered the single most important place on the island by... Marado Indians, and that is the oh. island shrine called Halmangdang, or also known as Egyopkedang. Okay, we're gonna see a video next. Oh, wow, for the henyo. 
Yeah, she said that this is so important to them. This is uh, their religion, the Halmangdang Shrine. Um, Marado residents, I found, are really, really, like, deeply religious when it comes to offerings and prayers to their goddess. Uh, this is where they do it, to ask for safety, peace, and abundant harvests. Um, all the women of the island uh-huh. go to pray at the shrine. No men, she says. It's only the women who do it. They go to pray at the shrine okay. once a year. I think throughout the year, but there's a main point where... Everybody does it on the same day once a year. And she tells me that this is how they make sure that the sea will be gentle and kind to them for the next year. Wow. Yeah, I was only on the island for a couple hours, but I could see why. I mean, Marado residents are very exposed to the elements. There are no tall trees or hills to hide from the strong winds. And she told me that even during like typhoons, the waves will reach like the center of the island. That's how small and exposed it is. Yeah. Sounds dangerous. I'm not sure if I'm encouraged (laughs) to go. My goodness. And and so, wait, are we talking about like Henyo and people from just Marado Island or the people from Jeju are coming over and praying for that, like the Henyo? So it's mostly the Henyo who live on the island because most of the women there at Ah, one point were Henyo. Yeah. Uh, But then uh, she's told me that it was also a popular place to come to pray for just... um, just people around Korea, if they're if this is their belief, mm. they'll come to pray here because they say that uh, prayers are well heard here. She said, "효과가 좋다." The wow. yeah, translate that for me, Peter. <laughs> Good effect. Yes, yes. There yeah, you go. <laughs> you'll get your prayers answered. There's, yes, a, there's yes. a high hit rate on your oh, prayers. Yeah, that that's sounds good. great. <laughs> uh, there are also even it being a small island, other like religious sites there too yeah so i found that so fascinating on this tiny island of only 50 people not only does it have a a shaman shrine but it has three other holy sites it hits up all the major religions it has a buddhist temple a catholic church and a protestant church isn't that isn't that fascinating on that island of like 50 people yeah. that's amazing all that diversity there yeah uh, fabulous mm-hmm. um we're going to get on to another video what are we going to see here angel so we're going to take you in part three i'm going to take you uh on a trip around the island we're going to hit up some main points of interest but before we do i'll let her show you a map and give you an overview of what we'll be talking about all right here we are 저희가 내렸던 곳이 찰레덕 산착장이에요. 네. 찰레덕은 단어가 그 제주 방언인데 이제 찬장, 그 주방에 그 음식물을 넣어두는 서랍장 음. 음, 그런 의미거든요. 여기 지역이 어, 그런 모양을 닮았다 그래가지고 찰레덕. 그래서 찰레덕 산착장에서 아까 내렸고요. 아까 불떡 보셨죠? 네. 네. 그러고 나서 쭉 와서 애기 어깨다 보셨고요. 그다음 쭉 이제 마라군교. 그리고 저희는 마을 안길로 왔어요. 시안센 차 경로당 보건소 발전소 보고 지금 이렇게 돌아서 지금 현재 국도 최남남까지 왔어요. 이제 조금만 더 가면 성당 등대 보고 내려가면 이렇게 해서 섬이 이렇게 한 바퀴 돌게 되어 있어요. Wow, so you did like that whole route in mm-hmm. what 90 minutes to an hour? Uh, yeah. Two hours, sorry. Yeah, it took me about about uh, 90 minutes, yeah. But we were, like, stopping uh, and talking along the way, too. Oh, okay. So it's quite a, a doable stroll. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was showing us on that route where you arrived and why it's called what it called. On that island, you mentioned the religious spots and the praying spot. Mm-hmm. Are there any schools? Are there kids living there and, like, learning there? Right. So they have one school on the island, Mara Bungyo. 
this school yeah. though is no longer in use. Uh, there are no children to attend it. Uh, Mrs. Kim's son, actually, she told me her eldest son was the last class to have graduated from it. And the reason why I say he was oh. the last class was because he was a class of one. <laughs> there were no other students in the oh, entire school. Yeah. And then once he wow. graduated, since then it has not been in use and it stands more as a monument than anything else. Yeah. Okay. It's still there. It's still there. Yeah. It's still there. Oh. And everyone everyone then just like walks around the island because that map, I'm assuming those are all footpaths, not roads. Yeah. So I noticed that. That's a, one of the first things I noticed. I was like, where are all the cars? Because that's what you want to do when you're walking around is avoid the cars. Uh, but we, So we are moving yes. along down the center of the island. And then she showed me their like public, their public medical facility. And then right next to it is the police station. Mm. And that's where she told me she was like have you noticed there are no cars on the island i was like yes i have she says not even the police <laughs> have cars everybody uses golf carts there is only one oh, car wow. on the entire island and it's a small village truck it belongs to the entire village uh and people use it use it to like haul heavy items i have an image of that if you're interested wow this is the village yeah. island truck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's cute, isn't it? Yeah. So they just all use it when they need it, the same one. Right, right. So they all take turns to use it. Uh, mainly to, like, when they get, bi uh, like, large shipments and stuff, they'll use that. Mm hmm. Mm. Okay. Uh, and then you took a photo at one of the scenic spots as well. I did. So if you go all the way down to the south... It's they ha there's a huge stone marker called Chenam Tambi. I'm not sure what that's translated to in English, but that's what it's called. And mm. I have a picture of myself standing at the southernmost most point in Korea. <laughs> that's oh wow. It. That's pretty cool. I didn't realize that. I just assumed it was Jeju-do Island, but Marado 11 kilometers further south and then on the southernmost tip. Yes. Yes. And there's some engravings nice. on there. I don't know what it says, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where did you go after? So then after that, we, you can see it from that spot, actually. It is the kind of, uh, like, when you think Marado, this is what would come to mind normally if you've ever seen a picture of Marado Island, oh. is their lighthouse. The one you see in the picture here is the newly built one that was opened just last year. Wow. The original looked uh -huh. similar. That uh, that was installed in 1915, and it's located at the highest point oh. of the island. This is actually government property, but Mrs. Kim hooked it up for me. She got permission for me to go all the way up the lighthouse with the keeper. Uh, I'm actually afraid of heights. Wow. So when she told me this, I couldn't <laughs> decline and say thanks but no thanks so I just had to go Yay! but it wasn't as bad as I thought and I'm glad I did because I okay. got the entire 360 view of the island that was amazing yeah oh nice so that is maybe the touristy bit that everyone goes to see mm -hmm. um, and then you said food you got to mention it before we let you go Angel yes did you I eat will something? I will keep my promise to you Siska we're talking about food now by the end of my walking tour I was famished and so what Mrs. Kim did was she she invited me to her restaurant. She also owns and operates a restaurant. And the oh, thing nice. to do in Marado is you have to eat jajangmyeon. That's the thing to do. Black bean noodles. Yes. Really? Black bean. <laughs> yeah. There are like a bunch of, I would say at least five or six jajangmyeon restaurants uh, or Chinese food restaurants on the island. Because if you go there, wow. you have to do that. You, if you don't eat the jajangmyeon, it's, you don't have the full barado experience. 
was it any different to regular Jajang? No, not at all. It just had a little bit more <laughs> seafood, and it was a little bit pricier, but okay. rightfully so, considering everything. Uh, but yeah, yeah, just but the view. You eat it with the entire view, and just the fact that it's Marado Indian, it just made the whole experience incredible. Wow. Yeah. What's Up in Jeju is supported by JDC, which is creating a free international city that resembles nature, embraces the future, and reaches the world. Arirang Radio.